My name is Dr. D. Bonnie, and I'm here with Jessica Schaefer, nurse practitioner. And we want to be your guide to better health. We do that on the foundation of six pillars of wellness that we'll discuss in these episodes, because we believe that having the knowledge that we're going to share with you will empower you to achieve a level of health and wellness that you didn't even realize was possible. We will be discussing topics based on these six pillars, essential nutrition, body movement, sleep hygiene, metabolic health, relationship improvements, and spiritual growth. All of these six components are crucial to attaining the health and wellness that you've been searching for. Welcome to the Alpha Omega Wellness Podcast. Hey guys, uh, Dr. D here with your wellness podcast today. And I'm in the studio today with Jessica Schaefer, our nurse practitioner extraordinaire. Yeah, so what are we talking about today, Dr. Bonnie? As you know, uh, at our practice, we believe in being very relational with our patients. And so all of our patients get my cell phone number. And guess what I love love, love when they text me. Probably, hey, doc, I've got a runny nose and sore throat and just wondering if you can call me in a pack. Yes, it's awesome. Yes. And for how long have they been sick? For uh, a day? Yeah, like a day or two. Or an hour. Right, yeah. Or um, and I often, think I might feel it tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Somebody else was sick and I don't want to get sick. Yes. So I want the prophylactic antibiotics. Yeah. And usually there's a backstory that something is coming up that's real important to them, right? This time of year, I'm going on vacation or whatever. Yeah. And so I need that Z-Pack doc. Or what I hear a lot is, um, I get this every year. It's a sinus infection. My I know doctor my body. gives me a Z-Pack. And the only thing that works is a Z-Pack. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is it probably always does work. Because, and why is that? Because most of these things are viral, And they're self-limited, meaning our bodies are going to take care of them anyway. I think the downfall of just, well, why not give somebody an antibiotic? If they don't have an allergic reaction. Yeah, what's the big deal then? It's not a big deal, right? right? And it's certainly easier for me, way easier than having a difficult conversation and talking a patient off the antibiotic ledge. But one of the main issues is, yeah, there can be side effects and you can have, you know, adverse reactions or allergic reactions, but those aren't very common. But we know that when we take a broad spectrum antibiotic, it's going to wreck our gut microbiome a minimum of six weeks and even for some people up to six months. And as people listen to our podcast and we banter about health and wellness, That's going to be a recurrent theme, like the importance of having a healthy gut microbiome. Exactly. I think basically medicine has done a disservice to people when it comes to antibiotics because doctors have handed them out so willy-nilly and made people think. Like, I don't think by nature people think that consuming this medicine that by itself says anti-life, right? Antibios. I don't think people would by nature think that that's going to fix them. But back in the, you know, 60s and 70s and 80s when doctors were like, well, you're sick, here's your dose of penicillin. So we've kind of bred this culture of like, I need a pill for my ill. Right. And and the instant gratification. We all want a fix and we want it now. Right. We don't like to wait. We're impatient. 
I don't want to have any symptoms. And I don't have time for this. Right. I'm busy. Yep. And, you know, the bottom line is these viruses, because that's what most of them are, you know, bacteria cause very, fairly localized symptoms. So, like, pneumonia. So, like, cough, shortness of breath, fever. And a lot of times, pneumonia, it can be viral, but a lot of times it is bacterial, and we will give antibiotics for that. But this nebulous bronchitis, I was taught when I trained that, I was taught when I trained that bronchitis is a cold, i.e. virus, that you want to give antibiotics to. So if Jessica has a cold and I want to give her antibiotics, I'll just call it bronchitis. But all the studies show that antibiotics, unless you have chronic lung disease like COPD, antibiotics don't impact bronchitis. No, not at all. So they do help pneumonia, but they don't fix bronchitis. They don't fix the common cold. They don't fix your sore throat. What about sinus? Do they fix sinus? I mean... If you truly have acute sinusitis, but to diagnose that, technically you should probably have some imaging and see air fluid levels in the sinuses, but at a minimum, 10 to 14 days of symptoms. 10 to 14. Facial pressure. Who's waiting? Who's waiting? No one's waiting. (laughs) How about two days and I get it every year? Right. Okay. You know, the issue is these viruses, um, they don't care about what plans you have coming up. They don't care that you're going on vacation. And so... The viruses are happy to laugh at the antibiotics that we're ingesting. And yeah, you're probably going to be better in two days after I put you on the antibiotic because you were going to be better anyway. But, you know, I mentioned this in one of the earlier podcasts, like the word doctor actually comes from the Latin word docere, which means to teach. And so that's why I feel convicted that I need to do the right thing for the patients, not the easiest thing for the patients. And sometimes I feel like, Patients think that we practitioners have like this secret stash of drugs that we would prescribe ourselves if we were sick. But for some reason, we don't want them to have them. I've not had antibiotics in two and a half years. And that was when I ended up in the ER with pneumonia. Yeah. So same here. I don't take antibiotics. Our five and a half year old has never been on antibiotics. Like they're, they're not, they're not the fix all. And that's true. And, and I try to help. I use that with my own kids when I'm talking to other parents, when they bring in their kids and they're, they're telling me, you know, I'm on an antibiotic for bronchitis and, you know, little Johnny here has been sick for three days and he's not sleeping for three nights and he's miserable and he needs a pack too. And so, I mean, it's one thing for me to cave for adults, but I feel like when it comes to kids, I just really have to be a good steward and I really have to advocate for that child and sit down with their parent and just and just educate them better. And this is why, this is why little Johnny does not need an antibiotic today. His lungs are clear. He does not have pneumonia. He does not appear to have a bacterial infection. And this is why I do not want to cause him harm by giving him an antibiotic. That's not going to help. Right. Well, and I think that uh, it does come back to that principle of do no harm. Exactly. And so even though it's easier for me to cave, and I do find, I got to give patients credit. I do feel like more and more people these days are educated about this. And I do get more and more responses than like in the mid nineties when I train where people are like, Oh no, if, if you don't think an antibiotic would help, I don't want it. And so I think people are starting to catch on. Yeah, I do too. Um, which is refreshing, but I still get the emergency text of like, we're going on vacation. I don't want to be sick. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting because antibiotics have been around in some form for, I mean, forever basically it's like they used to put like different molds onto wounds and and treat them and those were probably just antibiotic properties of those 
it was in like 1846 that this Hungarian physician, uh, Semmelweis, he realized that just washing his hands dropped the maternal mortality in his ward from 30% to just over 1%. But this dude was ostracized from medicine. Like, he got kicked out of medicine, and he actually died in an insane asylum. He probably just went crazy knowing that he knew what was going on, and ironically, he died of sepsis, oh, wow. which is an overwhelming bacterial infection and wow. could have benefited from antibiotics. You know, I think that when antibiotics showed up on the scene and they started helping some things that were really bad, we as humans, we want to extrapolate that and think that the antibiotic is going to help any type of infection now. And so, you know, I've, I've worked with doctors before who I've heard say, well, I'm sure it's just a viral URI, but I'm going to go ahead and write them for some amoxicillin to make them happy. And you're not doing them a service by doing that. You're not. I mean, you might improve your patient satisfaction scores, and it's it's absolutely a time saver. It's way harder for me to take the time to explain why I wouldn't take an antibiotic for this and I wouldn't put my wife or my child on an antibiotic for this. It takes more time to teach the patient. But at our office, like, that's what we do. We have that time. And, and, and we want to do that because I think that knowledge empowers our patients to make good decisions. And you know what's nice about our office too is because it's a membership uh, direct primary care model, patients are more willing to accept that answer in that explanation because they know that they can just call in next week and reach back out if they're truly not better and they don't have to pay for a second visit. Right. We, we definitely partner with our patients. And I think the fact that we give our patients uh, our cell phone numbers, right? Like, yeah, I'm not giving you an antibiotic today, but I'm also not abandoning you. Right. You know, and so if you're not better, and and there are times when I feel like that I'm in a gray area and I'm like, hey, listen, I've explained the pros and cons. If you want to try this, I realize it's been several days, you're not getting better. So sometimes I, I cave or I just try to, you know, I try to meet people halfway, but my first inclination is this doesn't need an antibiotic when it doesn't. And um, I don't know, I just, I, I like to teach people about that. And I think most of the patients that are coming to us are more interested in wellness and not necessarily just the quick fix. So people are a little bit more understanding of that. But I think there's probably three reasons why patients were taught this heresy <laughs> of this healing power of antibiotics. One I already kind of alluded to, it's the path of least resistance. So contrary to popular belief, um, physicians are human. And so because of that, that means that they can actually be influenced by these external factors. And, you know, when it's, you know, 455 and you're seeing your last patient in the office and they come in with the proverbial, you know, 24 hours of sinus infection and you want to go home, you want the patient happy, you want them to think that you hung the moon. So I think that it is the path of least resistance to just start antibiotics for patients. And I don't think that that's obviously the best care. But, you know, part of this is kind of on the patient as well, I think. So we're going to make patients take a little bit of ownership of this. Like if you go to your doctor and you trust your doctor 
and you have a relationship with your doctor and your doctor says, hey, Jess, I don't think that you need this medication that you think that you need. Um, patients shouldn't blindly accept that, but I think they should listen instead of having this preconceived notion of like, well, if my doctor loved me, he would give me the antibiotic. Yeah. Right. So realize that your doctor is human. And so they might not make the best of decisions when faced with the issue of you're being a rowdy confrontational patient because you're not getting your way. Right. I think another reason, the second reason the, that this idea of um, flooding people's lives and their GI tracts and their gut microbiome with antibiotics is not recognizing the harm. Like we kind of talked about that. So for any given patient, it's pretty easy for me to say, well, what's the harm in just giving this one person an antibiotic? Well, if you have an allergic reaction, there was definitely harm. And if you have just a bad side effect, you know, if you start vomiting and having diarrhea or you develop a terrible gut infection like C. diff, like Clostridium uh, difficile, and you have to go on long-term antibiotics or even at its worst, get like a fecal transplant, like that can't be fun, then you did actually do harm. And so, like I already mentioned, one of the harms we know is just the fact that you will have, you basically decimate your gut microbiome for weeks to months. Um, and that's one of my favorite areas, aside from thyroid, I think thyroid gut health, those are the two areas I geek out on the most. And you may not see that harm in your gut today or even next year, but every year you get the same sinus infection and every year you get your Z-Pack, which by the way is not first line for sinus. Right. We can go ahead and say that right. now. Right. Um, it, it's it's going to blow apart your GI tract and it's going to cause all these downstream and upstream effects. And that's just, that's not a conversation you can have in two and a half minutes in the clinic nor do they really care to hear about it at the time. To be honest, they feel like crap and, you know, they just want a quick fix and, and that's okay. But the more we can get the word out about how this medication, these medications, they really can bring harm to your body in the big picture. I think the more we get that word out, the more people are receptive to receiving it. And then the more people are taking ownership of their own health in advocating for themselves about, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I don't need that antibiotic. Well, and, you know, antibiotics, like a broad-spectrum antibiotic, it's basically like releasing a nuclear bomb in the body. Um, some studies show that it can eliminate 90% of the bacteria in your gut. Wow. And so this these gut organisms are important for determining how we absorb the nutrients that we're ingesting. And so if we're eliminating those, you know, is that going to contribute to a mood disorder three, five, six months down the road? Is it going to contribute to, um, you know, poor thyroid health, poor adrenal function? I mean, all of this is so interrelated. So when I blast your gut with antibiotics and I kill off these bacteria, that's going to lead to consequences. Yeah. And sometimes it's those things like, yeah, if you get diarrhea, that's a pretty direct result and you right. can piece that together. But when you're not noticing something for three, four, six months, you're not thinking about the antibiotics that yeah. you got in March before you went on spring break for your sinus infection that really wasn't acute sinusitis. And so that goes back to some of our previous podcasts where we talked about gut permeability and how important that is for our overall health. Um, and especially like with thyroid. So if we're, if we're constantly on antibiotics and we're blasting out all these good bacteria, a lot of these good guys in our gut, 
they're directly responsible for maintaining that intestinal integrity. And they produce enzymes that support our mucosal lining. And without those in demand, we don't have that protection. And we don't have protection either against pathogens and some of the other commensal bacteria in our gut. Well, you know, some of those bacteria produce a chemical called butyrate. Mm -hmm. Butyrate is actually how the lining of the colon gets most of its energy. Not only that, but butyrate, as it's created by these healthy bacteria, actually finds its way into the bloodstream. Butyrate's a good molecule. It actually causes increase in something called BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor. And brain-derived neurotropic factor is thought to be at least partially responsible for the neuroplasticity of the brain. So the neuroplasticity is a fancy word for the brain's ability to learn new things or lay down new tracks. So to a degree, decimating your gut microbiome makes you dumber. I think we just found our new podcast. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Reasons why I think antibiotics have been propagated throughout society so much. First, it's the path of least resistance. Your doctor is human. He wants to make you happy. Uh, Second is not really appreciating the amount of harm that can come from that. But the third reason is kind of honorable. Doctors, nurse practitioners, PAs, like we want to help people. So the idea of just stand there and do nothing is really hard for us to swallow. And so I think that in medicine, like contrary to maybe how it comes across sometimes, like we literally want to help people feel better. So if there's a remote chance that maybe the Z-Pack will get you better for spring break, we want to help right? We don't want to be adversarial. We want to do things that are going to be beneficial. But at the end of the day, we got to kind of look at the science. And I think that that we have to balance that desire to help from that need to do no harm. I think, again, we have to put a little bit of the onus on the patients to kind of realize that they have a cognitive bias in this whole process, right? I have a symptom. I don't want a symptom. I want to be better. You have a you have the prescriptive authority, so make me better. And really, uh, that's the wrong approach. The better approach is what can I do now to kind of minimize these symptoms? I mean, there's certainly supplements that are known to be helpful for our bodies fighting against viruses. Uh, some of those should probably be taken daily. Some of those should be boosted when we do start getting sick. I mean, zinc has been shown to be antiviral in its property, and most of us probably don't have adequate amounts of zinc in our diet. Vitamin D, we've talked about that previously, the importance of that in that whole immune function, uh, and the importance of good gut health. I mean, in our gut, we have this secretory IgA that for a lot of these things is the first line of defense. And so if we're not doing the things as patients to take care of our bodies and optimize them and make them well on the front end, then, you know, once you get sick, you're sick. There's some things that you can do to adjust, but you're way better off kind of investing in your own health and wellness and preventing a lot of these from taking place to begin with. Exactly. We really just need to take charge with our health and kind of stay on top of, of, of optimizing in these areas so that we don't have to be faced with that conversation of, I need another antibiotic because I'm sick again. All right. Well, there you have it. We just um, 
blew up your desire to go get an antibiotic <laughs> the next time you get the sniffles, which hopefully we did blow up your desire to do that. And so um, if you become a patient of ours, if you enroll in our healthcare membership program and you text me about your desire to have an antibiotic. The answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. You can't have an antibiotic. Uh, I'm saving all of those for me because when my family and I get sick, we take them and I don't want you to have them. No, of course not. Like, I think the best care that patients can get, honestly, is if I care for them the way I would a family member. When I have family that gets sick, I don't reach for the prescription pad. I tell them to boost these supplements and try in advance to really optimize their health and wellness. All right. So thank you, Jessica. This was awesome. Uh, if you're out there and you're in central Indiana and you are looking for a healthcare office that does things differently, our goal at Alpha Mega Wellness is to make healthcare convenient, affordable, and personalized. And I will tell you that uh, it's our mission to try to do healthcare differently than everyone else is doing it. And so come over to our website, alphamegawellness.com and check us out. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We kind of constantly try to put out good quality information there so that we can just elevate the amount of knowledge in the area so that people can impact their own health in advance and not just wait until something's sick or broken to address it. So have a good day. Love you guys. And uh, see you next time. All right, guys. So now here's the ask. Please subscribe to this podcast and please leave us a review wherever you're listening. That really helps us grow. We hope that this topic has been a blessing to you because trust us, believe us when we say that whatever health you're in right now, it does not have to stay that way. You can completely change the trajectory of your wellness starting today. Start implementing these ideas and you will see a change in how you feel and how you perform. And if you're in the central Indiana area and you're looking for a medical office that will take the time to listen to you and dissect out your wellness concerns and identify your needs, look us up online, alphaomegawellness.com or give us a call 317-300-4091. Till next time, God bless you guys. I hope this information has blessed you, that you've been enriched by learning something about how your body operates. So just so you know, this podcast is just for educational purposes only. The information within this podcast is not meant to be at all a substitute for your getting care from a physician or another qualified healthcare professional. We are not attempting to provide you with medical advice or other professional advice or services through this podcast. However, if you're interested in coming to see us and being a patient so that we can unpack whatever your wellness concerns are, visit us at alphaomegawellness.com.